Zerman Fusion, beginning in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> it's the Sneaky Monkey Show. Oh, forget it. I can't keep that voice up. All right, here are the guys. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Did you like that opening, Jay, by the way? Did you like that? Uh, that, that, was, <laughs> that was great. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. Whether you're at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Uh, big thanks to Steve Weeks for the music and my patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, and Tom Brotherman. If you'd like to find out more about becoming a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Today I have on the show my friend Land Monkey and Mrs. Land Monkey as well for the return of the Slinky Monkey Show. We also have uh, a recap of GeoWoodstock 14er and our weekly product tip. So let's jump right into show number five for Sunday, July 10th. Well, I'm so glad that we've got both y'all on tonight. It's wonderful. Yeah, I know. We're, we're super lucky. Mrs. Landmonkey has blessed us with, uh, with an appearance. It's this wonderful. is very rare. It is. I am. I know. It's like, this is awesome. This is a sighting that, you know, we don't normally get on uh, Caching the Northwest or... or uh, well, I was, I was just going to point out that um, Mrs. Landmonkey has... Uh, actually cameoed on a few of the other geocaching podcasts, oh, but excellent. never on caching in the Northwest as herself. So uh, oh, yeah, you've, okay. you've actually been a monkey, but you haven't been on the show as yourself. So, uh, so Chris and Jim are probably, we're going to hear about this one. Probably. Well, Hey, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Just, that's the way it goes. Yeah. It's, it's the slinky monkey show. So, you know, it's going to be different. Yeah. It's the full-on Slinky Monkey show. It is. It's the full. I go get Susan. She's probably watching. Yeah. So uh, we get her. I'll drag her down here. We can, we, we'll have a full G-Slink, Slinky Mama, and Slinky Monkey. I mean, uh, Land Monkey show. So anyway. All right. Geocaching News. We had a lot tonight. Geocaching News is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And right now you can get a free... Uh, electronic version of this. This is something they gave out. I'm showing it on the screen for audio listeners. But uh, uh, they have a, um, they gave out these little special edition FTF uh, magazines in our little swag bag. It's kind of neat. They do, um, it was kind of a little mini version. So people kind of get a feel. Like a a little, Reader's Digest version of FTF yeah. magazine. Yeah, it's a little sample. And, nice. um, Good articles. It had the actual map in it, so it was very, very useful. But um, there's an article in here by Memphis Mafia, our buddies, uh, about taking geocaching to new heights. It was very interesting um, to uh, uh, to read that and to get to spend some time with him. So let me do a quick recap on um, things I haven't probably discussed and we'll, and I'm going to wrap up talking about G Woodstock 14er because I'm sure some people are tired of hearing about <laughs> 14er. But anyway, um, let me show the coin for all the video people. And then I'm going to get y'all's uh, interpret or, um, impression of this coin. Check that oh, thing. Wow. out. Is that a cool or what? That, that is very Colorado. I got to say, isn't that cool? It, it, it looks like it's a, um, the, the general shape is for the audio listeners there. It's like a, uh, like a giant buzzsaw blade. So, you know, from the, the old timber industry that, that, that kind of shape yep. with an inset of obviously the name of the event, the Geo Woodstock 14er, mm -hmm. a beautiful little panoramic, uh, of the mountains and trees and 
Denver, and then uh, a back set across the tools and then extending out beyond the side of the coins is an ice pick and I guess a hiking stick. Yeah, it looks kind of like a, um, yeah, it's got the little, uh, it's got a peg at the bottom too. Like for a hiking piece. pole. Yeah, yeah a hiking pole hiking and pole. an ice pick. And then let me show the back to you real quick. Let me cover up the. Uh, yeah, cover up that number. <laughs> the number because somebody will take it from me. Um, so there's the. Uh, let me focus oh, on Oh, nice. A bighorn oh, sheep. Isn't that cool? Beautiful. Bighorn wow. sheep really and cool. the beauty of Colorado mentioned there. and uh, That is ooh. an amazing coin. Wow. Isn't that awesome? It's a that, big size too. It is. It's huge. It's a big old coin. I got. We got a bunch of these. We're going to give one of these away one day. I've got extras. And so um, they have gold ones. They have... Um, when you've got there's like the nickel plate. Yeah, they gave us a bunch of. I mean, the the package was worth it. I think um, the little VIP thing. But they have a gold version. There's the gold version. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. And then they gave us. I won't go through all the path tags, but they gave us a ton of path tags. So I'm going to create a little um, Geo Woodstock 14er uh, path tag package to give away one day. There's one of them. That's kind of cool looking. Very nice. Really focused. That's okay. And then here's one of Casa Bonita. They actually have one for Casa Bonita. How about that? For <laughs> How about that for craziness, huh? So, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounded like quite the event. It was. It was amazing. Um, so, couple highlights. Uh, we did. We came in on Tuesday, and we did most of the events. Um, we went to Sunny and Sandy's event in uh, Estes Park, and then Slinky Mom and I went over the top of Big uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, and then you're going to love this, both of y'all. We did seven earth caches in one day. <laughs> for us, made out for y'all. For us, that's a record. It'll probably never be broken. Yeah. I, I mean, the we just, most we ever did was in Yellowstone. Yeah. And I can't remember how many we did, but there was one day where we did a lot of earth caches and virtuals because that's all there is in Yellowstone. Yeah. Being oh yeah. Park. That was yeah. That was a weird weird day for us too because we found I think we found three or four virtuals that day and seven earth caches. Never saw a container, which was fine because we just had a, such a great time. And uh, that sounds great. So does that take you over the Continental Divide then? Doing that? Yes, it does. Neat. In fact, one of the earth caches is at the Continental Divide. Um, and so they ask you quite and the, the earth caches that were that were created are very good. I really enjoyed a little tough, which I like. I, you know, instead of just hey, you know, here's here's an earth cache. You know, take a picture, send to me. You can't do that, but you know, you get the idea. But a lot yeah, of them were yeah. were you really needed to learn. That's the point of earth caches: learn some of the geological uh, information and. Um, the ones that really I've, I struggle with some are the estimation. How far do you think it is from here to there? I'm like, I don't know. Well, that's know. what your GPS is for. That's true. Well, I'm standing here. If I move the cursor over there, how far does it say that how is? How far? <laughs> I yeah, make a waypoint that far and see how long, far it is. You're right. I need to be better at that. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my little tricks I learned early on in Earth that caching. Is, that is good. <laughs> how wide uh, do you think this river is? Well, yeah. I'll tell you exactly how wide this I'll river you, is. <laughs> I'll tell you right now how wide it is. Exactly. Or meters or centimeters. You let me know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so um, the event itself was great. I do regret, uh, and I want to say this publicly, I do regret um, not giving – Slinky Mama helped me with the booth because we had a little booth next – we were we were smashed oh, between – Yeah, we I had a booth. I thought she was helping you with the booze. No, the booze, no. She won't, she won't help me with that part. Uh, <laughs> we did, we did go to some breweries, but uh, no, the, the our booth – uh, we were smashed between Podcaster and Joshua, the geocaching oh vlogger. So yeah, it was perfect. So it's yeah, like we, having uh, it's like um, <laughs> being that store with Walmart on one end and uh, you know uh, I don't know something else major on the other end. The two big stores and right. you're the guy in the middle. You're like, oh yeah, come on by. <laughs> I'm the little guy with the cart right in the center. You know, <laughs> hey, come buy some headsets from me. Uh, so. <laughs> It it was uh, it was just a wonderful week and um, awesome. got to see a lot of people. Um, I think it was very well done. At any event, and I think there, I really believe there was close to five thousand. A lot of people don't log the event, or they write they do a write note and not mark will it that they attended it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, people, a lot of people showed up, and, and the way this one worked, of course, there's, and I don't know how the other ones. If I've never been to any others, but you can just walk up. I mean, it's free, so you people just walked up and were part of the event and never never went through registration, you know. But they attended the event, and so I mean, it was. Um, they had a few glitches. Uh, some of the the um, uh, food trucks didn't show up. That was okay because um, uh, you know we a lot of them did show up and a lot of you know so there's a little bit of a a problem getting food. I, I probably should not have gotten in line. It was a mistake of mine. Uh, but I had I enjoyed talking to um, Laura um, J- Justin the GC Doc's wife uh, and. Um, her kids they they brought their whole they brought their families with them which was really neat to wow to meet everybody so yeah that was that was kind of neat and then i think sonny's doing better he got sick uh right toward the end got violently ill and we saw uh, that on facebook or kind of concerned there praying for them all absolutely yeah they um the on-site medics came and tried to help a little bit. And then just for um, really more for precaution, well, I think it's required to give him any kind of bigger dosage or any kind of other medication for pain. They actually do have to take you to a hospital to do that. So that's why he, um, that's why they took him uh, to the hospitals because of the pain. And um, I don't think they've really figured out uh, what, you know what it was, but I think he's doing better now. So, well, yeah, we saw about twenty-four to forty-eight hours afterwards. They were on the road again, eating fast food. So he couldn't have been. Mm-hmm. He might, or he must have been doing better at that point. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. So, um, well, a couple things, and we're gonna get started. Uh, a couple things yeah. from Limax in the Q and A, um, and so <laughs> we were talking earlier about the. Uh, estimations and so Limax wrote the estimation is always 150 feet <laughs> <laughs> yep or uh, what do I always say uh, yeah that's pretty close I usually say 25 to 50 meters somewhere in there there you go so depending what you're doing depending so uh, <laughs> anyway yeah so uh, again a great time I, I've got some more audio I'm gonna attempt to go through it it's really my audio was very bad I used a new video re- a voice recorder um, and so here it is for the audio or for the video, video watchers, video watchers, audio listeners, something like that. Uh, it's a digital voice recorder. It works great. I just don't, I'm just don't know how to use it yet. <laughs> so I had trouble with it, but that's okay. We got some audio. I've got some more audio. So if I can clean it up enough, I'll try to create a little extra show out of it. Cause there's a Sonny and I did some discussions, um, during that week. And so I'll, I'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promise it, but I'll, I will try to give you guys maybe one more little bonus show uh, from that. But that's not what we're ta- here to talk about tonight. <laughs> tonight we're here to talk about the land monkeys. So let's get started. How did you right. first? Here we go. How did you first learn about geocaching? Well, why don't you take this one? How did we first learn about <laughs> geocaching? Um, we do like to hike a lot in the back doors, back doors, the back doors and, and the, the front doors the, the front and, doors and the outdoors, even the back woods <laughs> and the outdoors. <laughs> um, so we've always been kind of interested in having a GPS and Jay was a little particular about, Oh, I'd like to have this on there to help us with, um, I think a little bit more of the train of what we we're heading into. Um, and uh, so it took us a while, but we finally bought one. And then it took us even longer to figure out <laughs> how to navigate. Um, but uh, it was now, just the start of our vacation. Yes. Okay. What, what, about what year was that? Do you remember? Um, that's about five years ago. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was about five years, just the beginning of August. Okay. So we were starting off our holidays, finally had time to go out. Okay. Let's go buy one, and while we're on our break, we'll take a look at it and see what we can figure out. Okay. Uh, we happened to be visiting a friend of mine who said, "Oh, I've heard about this um, geocaching," and she <laughs> says, um, "You know, there, there's some site you can go to." Now it's quite funny because she actually had created a login ID for her, but had never gone to go do anything with it. Oh, okay. Somebody had told her about it, but that was as far as she got. Because I never could figure out how to get um, 
Well, because but, at that time the apps weren't really great no, on the phones yet. No, sure. So, yeah. Um, so she she probably but, didn't. Uh, yeah. Did she have a GPS? Um, I think that we didn't or? even start off with the geocaching.com site. We ended up, uh, our very first one, I think, was off the Garmin website. Yeah, the old Garmin geocaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's not a, well, there was not a whole lot, especially in the area that we were in. Uh, we were <laughs> yeah. on the island um, visiting for part of our vacation, and we did find one and yeah, managed yeah. to finally get this loaded and let's go. <laughs> and it was quite interesting because I think anybody who is an experienced geocacher would have stood there and laughed at us and laughed and laughed. How many times did we walk around that stump? We circled the stump (laughs) around and around and around going, no, okay, we're not in the right place. We we didn't get the concept that a geocache could possibly be something smaller than a large, like a toolbox or something is what we're looking for. And it was, that one was like a pill container. I think Uh, it was something It's just sitting on the top top of of the the stump. stump. And my girlfriend went just sitting on top. So she picks it up, and we're really that's it. uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So, but I and then after that, I think this is we kind of more like, oh, well, that was kind of fun. And since we do like the outdoors, it was uh, well, that would be kind of neat to kind of combine the two and have something to do. And it still took us a little while to get going and get the stuff onto our GPS and figure out the whole works of it. Um, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. We used to start off loading the caches one by one. Oh yeah. And so we've had the times where we've loaded them, haven't checked, driven out there, booted it up and it didn't work. There's oh, nothing no. on here. Yeah. Drive all the way back. Try again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, that was kind of, did, did y'all did y'all ever do it just by printing out the caches on paper and then trying to do it that way or only for earth caches when we first oh, started okay maybe a, um, a letter box but I think some of the letter boxes um, well there's like the two styles oh yeah so when mm-hmm. we were kind of surprised when we went down into uh, Washington and we got to a letterbox expecting that we would be following some directions and it was, oh, the cache is right here. Okay. But Whereas, it has a stamp in it, so it technically a it's a letterbox it. hybrid. Whereas up here, right. it's the old follow the letterboxing clues and, and I mean, mind you, I think there are a few up here that are like that too yeah. with the stamps, but we printed those out sometimes so that it wasn't so compact. But. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, interesting because down here, I don't think I've ever found one where you, I've heard of the kind you're talking about down here. And there's very few letterbox hybrids in, uh, around our area. Kind of like earth caches are so rare is that um, they're all geocaching that have become, they weren't like letterboxes. We fit one, one time we did find a letterbox that was truly just a letterbox. It had nothing to do with geocaching at all because you know, back in the old days, you get the letterbox. So, I mean, there was um, there was that, but um, you know, there's there's all the ones I've ever found were geocaches, and somebody stuck a they they sort of didn't take the letterboxing portion very seriously. So, yeah. so yeah, all right. So, so yeah, that's kind of how we got started. Okay, cool. So um, let's talk briefly then about because you did part of this today when you're not geocaching. What are you guys up to? Uh, yeah, so, well, for myself, um, when I'm not geocaching, I, you know, I have a day job in technology. Uh, in fact, I'm just sort of in a transition phase there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, more importantly, we have a great little family here. Uh, we've got two very understanding young adults uh, who are in the process of establishing their own lives. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Are they understanding? I, you know what? Yeah, I think <laughs> they, they have been very understanding. Uh, they've tried geocaching. Um, our son decided much quicker than our daughter that he does not like geocaching. Mm-hmm. Our daughter will still come with us. Occasionally. Um, but uh, occasionally I'm playing Munzee. Um, not, not as much as when I first started playing about two years ago. It's kind of petered off for me. Uh, today I went on a Pokemon Go walk with my daughter. She's decided that's the game she wants to play. So went out with her, and that was kind of fun. Just a good time with my daughter. Now and, we talked we talked about this briefly. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Go it's not available in Canada, my friend. Yeah, technically it's not available in Canada, but if you get the right link uh, texted you to you, 
uh, you can go there and download the app. And uh, you know, all the sites are are up. So all the you know right. the, the training gyms and pokey sites. I I have no idea. I'm I'm gonna. My daughter laughs at me because every time we talk about it, I call the Pokemon a different thing. I call them Pokey monsters, uh, animals, uh, Pokey things. Right. She's like, Dad, it's the name of the game. Just call them Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> and uh, what's interesting is um, I find interesting is they uh, was a good idea because they had the um, the structure of it with Ingress because it's the Ingress company that that has this out there, right? So they kind of had the guts of it, and they just sort of built on top of it the Pokemon Go, which was kind of a neat idea um, to kind of include that. I'm wondering if down the road, I mean, this will be this is going to be huge. What already is huge, but I'm wondering if down the road they'll, I don't know if they'll do more with it. But uh, probably. I, I've never been interested in Ingress. I know you know Daryl loves Ingress. Um, a lot of people love Ingress, but uh, um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I never. I never really got into it. There's so many other things to do that uh, just wasn't really high on the list. Sure. Um, yeah, this is some of the other stuff that, you know, outside mm -hmm. of gaming, um, I love geology, uh, writing, audio mm -hmm. engineering, podcasting, and vlogging, obviously. Well, yeah. uh, and one of the other things I really like doing, uh, it's I, I don't roll up my sleeves and get into it as much as I probably should, but uh, keeping tabs on my brother-in-law's sailboat rebuilding project and, uh, uh, if you don't mind, we can throw in the link for yes. uh, his blog. Yes, and it's uh, wake for me all one word, dot .wordpress.com. Fascinating. I'm yeah. going to go out and check that out. So he's yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, he, so he's uh, he's rebuilding a sailboat. He That's is. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so he bought a bought an old sailboat, and he's been rebuilding it. And he's right from, like uh, I think, his first blog uh, vlog mm -hmm. and blog entries are him shopping for the boat. So going okay. in and visiting different marinas and finding the boat, then uh, we actually uh, brought them over to the island to pick up the boat uh, that he sailed back to the mainland to start the work on it. And yeah, it's all chronologed or chronologically chronicled. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's uh, that's good. And it's yeah. blog, and and it, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I really don't know much at all about sailing. But just, you know, listening to him talk about it and watching what he's doing, just the woodworking aspects, the metalworking, like, there's so many different skills that you pick up through doing that. I thought it's just fascinating to watch. It is. You know, I've, uh, Susan and I have taken some sailboat trips um, when we're on vacation. Like when we went to Hawaii, we took a, a sailboat trip and we were down in Pensacola. We did the same thing, a little evening nice. sail just to get out. And you really, if, you know, people should at least take a sailboat ride. I mean, my gosh, that's just so cool. But or kayak, right? Because you two yeah. loved. Now, do you all kayak off? I mean, I've, I've watched your videos. I'm a big fan, by the way. Just want to point that out. Thank you. Um, so, um, do you get to kayak as often as you? I mean, do you get to, do you get to get out very often, or not as often as you like, or? Uh, well. It's it's a it's a seasonal thing. Our kayak is a, an inflatable, um, so it's a little more seasonal than if you had a hard uh, hard kayak and all the right uh, rigging and everything. Mm -hmm. So we really only get it out in the summer or if the weather's nice in the spring and the fall. Okay, very cool. Well, it's handy to find caches on little islands, you know. So you should do a video of that sometime. It was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, when you go in, when you all do go geocaching, do you go now? You, you, I think your answer is going to be similar to us. But go ahead. Well, how, when do y'all go geocaching? Do you go separately, or what do y'all do? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Look, jump um, in there. I don't know. For the most part, it's the two of us usually all the time. We have the odd time where we may go and grab something on our own. That's rare. Um. We do cash with other people occasionally. Like um, we've had some group hikes. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, we get we get your sister out with us whenever yes. we can. So oh, cool! Her, her Very cool. Caching name is Donners, and so yeah, she's in a few of our videos. And... <laughs> she yeah. thinks she is. Um... Careful now; she might listen. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I can't think of the right word. These podcasts never go um, away. 
They're on here forever. <laughs> she can't navigate very well, and she'll be the first one oh, to say it. She gets I, very frustrated with the GPS. You know, she can't figure out which way is point. So she would much rather just follow along with us, and we say that way, and she's okay. She's really good at goes. finding them, though. So oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we all kind of sometimes get, get turned around. But that's good that y'all go, you know, go as a, a little group, you know, uh, out together. Uh, so, and then, uh, you also take, uh, somebody else along with you. <laughs> so if oh. we, yeah, if we can, we try and uh, get together with our co-host from Cash in the oh, Northwest, but, yeah, you... but, uh, probably the, the, uh, most famous, uh, other member of our caching party would be Piggy. Yes. Uh, that's, that's our golden retriever. Uh, his real name is Jasper, but, uh, if you don't know why we call him Piggy, which he actually does answer, and he's probably going to come running in here pretty soon if I keep probably. saying Piggy. Yeah. But um, if if you don't know why he's called Piggy, you got to watch our YouTube channel sometime, and you'll know pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, you can go to YouTube and just search for Land Monkey, right? All one word. Yeah, that's best, yeah, that's best right. way to find or, it. Or Land Monkey Vblog uh, is the okay. official name. But if you, name. if you search Land Monkey one word on YouTube. Um, okay find us and uh yeah and we'll, we'll we're 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 gonna jump back to some of your uh your uh, some other information about that but talking about uh piggy is so funny i gotta mention this watching i like i said i love y'all's videos uh, i'm a big fan but <laughs> Thanks, watching y'all with jasper and the way that you can talk and then you know, just the reaction that you get from, you know, his, um, how to put it, his uh, reaction to what you're saying to him, you know, <laughs> you tell her to go somewhere go, you tell him to go somewhere. He just like knows exactly what to do. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. Especially and, if I tell him to go find mom. Yes. Which I go usually find do if he's wet or muddy. Right, because usually coming out of the water, you go go find mom, and then he takes off. I love that. This is a highlight. So, uh, okay, so let's jump down uh, to talk a little bit about some places, and this is something that, that Slinky Mama just loves, and that is places that geocaching has taken you. So, talk about a couple places y'all have been that are real highlights. Sure. Well. Uh as Mrs. Lamucky said, we started our adventure on Vancouver Island. So whenever we say the island, for folks who aren't accustomed to British Columbia, that means Vancouver Island, which is um, massive. It's a huge, huge island just off the coast of uh, British Columbia. And there's quite a lot of people on there, but it's uh, it's just a beautiful place to be. So that's where we started geocaching. And that's where my folks live. And we've got some friends who live there. So we go over there fairly often. And there's a town called Parksville which is where our geocaching story began. Uh, but since then, we've found uh, over 2,000 within 25 kilometers of our home, um, over 1,000 oh, cool. just in Washington State. And where we live, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, um, we're like 15 minutes from the border. Uh, yeah, about. Maybe most a half an hour, but yeah. okay. so it's, it's pretty close. It's really easy for us to go back and forth between Washington and British Columbia. So, you know, we've definitely cashed in pretty much all the states and provinces that make up uh, the Northwest, uh, the air quotes there. Sure. The only ones we haven't hit yet would be Alaska and the Yukon. Oh, okay. And we're going to work you're, on that soon. Yep. You're planning to do. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've hit uh, Ontario, Quebec, Florida. Um, <laughs> the, what other countries have we hit? Nowhere near, the, nowhere near each other. That's kind of funny. You mentioned the... Ontario, Quebec, Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's a bit of a jump. A little bit of a jump. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very cool, though. Um, I got an in invite to go to Manitoba. I don't know if uh, where Manitoba. Uh, I have to go look on my Canadian map, but but he wants me to come in January. I don't know if that's a great idea or not. Uh, oh. January, Manitoba. I'd Ooh. probably see if he can get that invite <laughs> moved out to maybe May. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe so. That might be better. Um, it's gonna be a little little chilly in Manitoba, yeah. and woo, absolutely. That, that's gonna be a little. That's gonna be a little <clears throat> system shock for you, my friend from Texas. 
Yeah, I'm not. Uh, that's not really uh, really good for me. That's just not good timing. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> um, so what are some other things about geocaching that really stands out for you as far as um, things that you just like about it? Uh, you know, what are some things that stand out? What do you like this? about geocaching? I've always said, well, and it's not just me. I've heard other people say it as well. It's the hiking with a mission. Yes. I enjoy that because as much as I like hiking, it's nice to do something other than just talking the whole entire time or just walking. Even though I enjoy the scenery, it's nice to actually be able to catch a little bit of a breather sometimes going up those big hills. Right. But um, some of the places definitely where we have gone to, and again, I know we're not the only people who say it, is places we would never no existed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's something that Susan and I always talk about. And that is just the, the cool places that you would never have found, you know, if you hadn't have been geocaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the other thing for me is the earth caches. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a big geology nut. And so I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. So I just love, the whole concept of earth caches and, you know, a, a quick plug for, you know, if somebody, if you're kind of interested in it, but you don't really get a lot of the geology, I would throw a plug in for uh, earth cache Academy. Um, oh yeah. By the geological society of America. Just check it out. Yeah. What all does that kind of talk a little bit about that a little bit about what the briefly, what the, what, what does that entail? Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll make sure I send you a link after the show, yeah, but in the definitely. show notes, cool. um, but, uh, the, the great guys at the geological society of America have actually put together a web-based course. I think there's about five or six classes, web-based classes that are really well laid out. You can work through them quite nice and easily. And boy, I, you know, I've nailed them down and I've done a couple of them in an hour, maybe two hours, um, uh, okay. to work through them. And they take you through, you know, one of them is all about geological time. So it just introduces you to the different concepts around geological time, how it works. Another one's on fossils, where you find them, how they're formed, oh, cool. things like that. But they, they don't get right down into a lot of the nitty gritty terminology, although they'll mention it, but they really sort of focus on the concepts. And it really, it just gives you all the things that you're going to need when you go out and do an earth cache on fossils. You're going to have oh, that okay. knowledge now. And you can download the course materials in a PDF so you can hold on to it as well. So, yeah. And I think, I think it's only like five bucks us per, per course or something like that. It's really not a big investment, but it's worthwhile. I think. Oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, send me the link. I think I've had it before, but let me put it in the, in the show notes. That is really cool. Yeah. Earth caches. I love earth caches and I just wish there were more, you know, near us. And so I'm going to try to, to uh, work more on uh, at least setting up at least one more in the area would be great. So I'm awesome. looking at them. I just make him answer them. Right. <laughs> you're, That's you're, awesome. you're there just to enjoy being there and he's That's there right. to kind of find all the information. That's fine. That's uh, uh, hey, you know. Gary, do you mind if I interrupt just for one sec, How, yes. how's the audio on your side? It's a little choppy on our side. I just want to make Is sure it, you're getting good audio. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what I was kind of working on a little bit. Um, so I, I, y'all are fine. Um, I think I had heard Slinky Mama came down and said our mine was a little choppy. So, um, but uh, hopefully it'll it's smoothed out a little bit. Is is am I still uh, get some interference or does it still sound does it sound okay? Yeah, I, I think I think it's the Googles, but uh, we'll okay. we'll press on. I just wanted to make sure that it was usable for you. Yeah, I th I think we're fine. Um, okay, so far so good. And uh, sorry for that, listeners. No, yeah. <laughs> a little hey, talk there the sometimes we, we got to make sure the podcast is working just right. So um, hopefully we're good on that case. But uh, anyway, back to the now back to your regular program. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and talking about podcasts and some of the things that can happen, uh, you have now been on a podcast for a while which I love this one. I try to watch live. Some reason about Thursday night for me works perfect. So I jump on, even though it's caching in the Northwest and I'm not in the Northwest, <laughs> I still love the show. So talk a little bit about your, sh your show that you're on. 
Well, thank you so very much. I uh, appreciate the fact that uh, you listen in. And I certainly appreciate anybody who listens to our podcast because, you know, it's, uh, it's a, as you know, Gary, it's a fair bit of work to put together a podcast. And so it's nice to know that folks listen to it and appreciate it. Yes. Um, so Caching the Northwest, as you said, it, we focus mostly on, uh, we'll, we'll say the Northwest of the U.S., the uh, Southwest of Canada. So sort of that whole area. Mm-hmm. And we talk about geocaching and geocachers um, mm-hmm. and geocaches, <laughs> just yep. different different topics that are that are relevant to the folks there, and a lot of topics that really are relevant to people outside of the Northwest as well. It's it's great. So there's three hosts: um, Witsend, myself, and the Bad Cop, who also uh, joins Daryl on uh, Geo Gearheads, but. We get together every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Pacific, and we just, yeah, we just have a great time talking. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys started the podcast uh, before I joined, uh, I think a year or two before I joined. And, you know, after, shortly after we had started geocaching, I was already listening to podcasts and other topics. And so I thought, oh, there's got to be podcasts on geocaching. Let's see what I can find. And I found that one and I thought, well, that, that's kind of neat. Um, you know, it's about, local to the northwest that's that's kind of neat but um i noticed their their frequency of making the podcast kind of slowed down a little bit and so i reached out to the guys and said hey if you uh, if you ever need a guest for the show feel free to reach out to me i'd love to uh-huh. you know, try my hand at that and come on and over 100 episodes later we've become great friends we have a lot of fun every thursday night and it's really awesome when we can get together in, in person Oh yeah, that that's I'm sure is wonderful, and y- y'all do get to go to some of the events, which uh, together you know events in the area, which works which works uh, wonderful. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So those guys are down in Tacoma, and I'm up in uh, Vancouver, BC. So that's about a four hour drive between us, mm-hmm. uh, and and an international border. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's surprising how often we actually are able to get together. That's very cool. Speaking of the border. I've always yes. wondered, since you live in British Columbia, very British, do you have a British little, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> how, how long does it, uh, how long lately does it take for you to get across and then try to get back across? You know, how, how long is it on, from the Canada side going into the U.S., and then how long is it from the U.S. side going into Canada, do you think? On a, a general, generic, I mean, I know it's different every day. day. Yeah, just an average non-event going on in Seattle. Some, you know, something that caused an issue. Day. How long do you think it is? You think? Do you think we've seen? Um, so we we have a bit of an advantage because we have what's called a Nexus card, which gives mm-hmm. us uh, advanced clearance across the border, and we get across a little quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like an express pre. What do they What do they call that? Pre clearance. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but I would say, in general, the lineups are about half an hour on average. Yeah, I, I was going to guess twenty minutes, but yeah, okay. So, so like we if, get through a little quicker than that in the Nexus line, but okay. Can uh, like if I were to go up there and then like if I were to go to Seattle and then eventually want to come up and see you guys, um, can I get a temporary Nexus card or no? No, okay. So I'd have to stand. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to wait the twenty minutes. You have yeah. to, I think, um, there's a fee to fill out even your application form. I oh, think. okay. For the Nexus, yeah. For the Nexus. And then, um, so you fill out this application and then eventually you will get an email. Basically, okay. I guess once they've checked you out to now kind of come in and do an interview with them, which to me, I thought was an interview. Right. But no, it was kind of more of a, nope, we're going to take your fingerprints Okay. Um, retinal scan, and that's done Firstborn. with um, the U.S. Canadian uh, border. And yeah, and the big thing which we learned with my sister is when you get your card, activate Uh-oh. your card. Before oh you go no! The Did she? Oh, she forgot. She didn't do that when we went down with her. So, <laughs> oh no, that caused a little bit of a problem. But. Um, but yeah, you you. Um, I, I think because it was uh, so many people who wanted the Nexus cards that trying mm-hmm. to book that interview sometimes was like three months out. So it's oh. not 
there's nothing that there's quick to sure. you can't get the quick thing but definitely um if you you know any of your listeners who are thinking of coming up to to vancouver if they're going uh, to seattle if they're going to the ape event or if they're going to you know mm-hmm. go for a tour at gchq uh it's about a three-hour drive from either of those locations then up to the border okay so from the general seattle area up to the border and allow yourself about 30 minutes to get across and it, it depends there's a couple mm-hmm. of border there's like at least three border crossings proximate yeah. to the to highway five to the i-5 okay. and it really depends on the time of day and the traffic and everything on how long it's going to take you but you know i always tell people to allow themselves half an hour to get across and now i've never heard anybody complain Okay. Now, is there, can you do the same type of thing on a ferry? Cause I know they'd check you when you, when you got over, is there not a ferry that takes you from, cause we, we rode a ferry when we were in Seattle out uh, to one of the islands. Can you, is, I mean, not to save time, but could you, com- would, could you do a combo where you get a nice little ferry ride, enjoy the, enjoy the water, show up somewhere in British Columbia and sort yes. of, okay. So there's a ferry. I think the I think the ship's called the Coho, but it goes from the Seattle area to Victoria, which okay. is the southern tip of Vancouver Island. Which is be- beautiful now, from pictures I've seen. It is a beautiful area, uh, but if you want to get to Vancouver, you now have to take an additional ferry uh, okay. from Victoria over to Vancouver. So the other way, um, you know, it's something Subway Mark would love is there is a train system that crosses the border, so you can. Uh, actually train from Seattle into downtown Vancouver as well. Okay. All right. Well, great. Um, our little, uh, sorry, we got a little bunny trail here to, Hey, that's all right. That's an interesting. Can we have to see you guys? Um, okay. So, um, we talked about YouTube videos a little bit. So, um, in your, the, the, um, the ones you've done, when did you, when did you start? How many have you done? And um, how is that going? So I started about three years ago in okay. January. And the idea was I actually wanted to film a little bit just to show my family what what I was doing with geocaching. And so I had tried that a little bit. I thought, hey, this is kind of fun. But I was filming it with, I can't even remember what kind of camera I was using, but it was not great quality. But started doing that and had 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 fun doing that a little bit i thought well hey if i'm already taking these videos i may as well do just a little bit of editing and put it on youtube and share it out with other folks so um we've got uh, 137 videos up on the channel now awesome Um, thanks Uh, 112 (laughs) that i call official episodes official yeah uh yeah official they're all good thanks thank you very much (laughs) So yeah, we've been filming, editing, and posting videos for over three years. And really the focus is to bring, for us, it's not so much about the the finding of an actual cache. What we try and do is bring new places and ideas to share on the channel. So, you know, some of these, the unofficial episodes are what I call FYI episodes or something where, um, you know, I'll explain what uh, what a GIF is, uh, a good GIF event. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Um, lab caches we've done a couple where we've gone and shown what lab when the lab caches first came out we did a couple episodes explaining what lab caches were because if you weren't at the first block party that had lab caches i don't think you would have seen one and for the most part and for until like a year later so a lot of people are like well what the heck's a lab cache how do i get one yeah yeah and you know that's one thing i really love about y'all's videos is um you allow us to come with you, but you also show where you are. Uh, you know, and you have I talked, you and I have talked about this before, and that is, um, yes, you could point the camera straight ahead, and yes, you could point the camera at the bison in the cedar tree, which is Jay's <laughs> favorite. I'm rolling my eyes, <laughs> it's his favorite. Anyway, but you turn around and you show us where you're standing. I mean, that's the, the, the beauty of where you live is, you know, where you are. And so, um, to me that, that really, um, is the, um, 
the, the, the great thing about the videos, not only seeing you guys together and doing the video or do, doing the adventure together, but it's the show me where you're at, you know? And, and, and so when you have that opportunity to show great landscape, you do, which I really, I really like. Thanks. Yeah. For us, the, um, geocaching adventures are about the, the journey as much as they are about the destination. So we really try and share that through the videos and yeah, you know, we always appreciate feedback from the viewers on what's working, what isn't working. And, you know, one of the things we've, I've tried once in a while as well is uh, I'll actually insert a little map right at the beginning of the video just to give people sort of a sense of, okay, this is where I'm going. Mm -hmm. I've had really positive feedback on doing that. People seem to like that. Um, yeah, what are we at? Uh, we're at about 210 or so subscribers, and we're very thankful for everybody who's done that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just amazing that that many people really are interested in seeing what we do. Um, and I'm actually thinking about running a contest this summer while well, thinking I'm going to be running a contest this summer, trying to encourage to get a few more subscribers and share the word about uh, hashtag LMGA. Uh, Good. It's a Land Monkeys Geocaching Adventures. Um, and yeah, you can always follow us on Periscope and Twitter and um, Instagram. We're pretty active on Instagram. I like to try and post stuff every few days there. And it's at LandMonkeyGC. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah, I like your periscopes. Periscope's sort of interesting. Um, I did a periscope one day. Uh, I did the Cadillac Ranch, which is where they buried the Cadillacs in Amarillo into the ground. Um, and then people paint them. Uh, I actually, saw that. That was yeah, funny. There's two caches out there. There's actually a traditional, which is one of the cars. You sign the car, you get credit for the cache. That's so kind of cool. But... Um, yeah, you know, um, um, there's different now with Periscope, we got windows live. And so there's some different ways to interact with, you know, other geocachers. You know, we've got the, uh, us geocaching hour, uh, every Monday, uh, which is really a lot of fun to interact with people through Twitter. I'm not the greatest at that, but I try to, I know you're supposed to get some like tweet deck or use some sort of great tool. And I don't, I just yeah. sort of scroll through it best I can, but, uh, it's hard yeah. without a tool to keep up with uh, <laughs> U.S. geocaching hour and uh, U.K. geocaching yes, hour right. as well. Yes, yes. Um, it's sort of a U.K. is like in the two o'clock, I think, in the afternoon on one day for us. For me, for you guys, it's probably like noon or whatever yeah. time. Whatever. What are you all Pacific time? What are you? Alaska? We're on Pacific time. Alaska time? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Pacific. So, We're in the middle there somewhere. Another part of the world. <laughs> it's so wonderful. International. It's the international hour. This. this for this show. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about, uh, you've told us about, you know, places you've been, they're wonderful. What are some of the actual geocaches that, that catch your eye or that, that are memorable that you, that you really love? Or areas <laughs> I have some notes there if it helps you out. Well, yeah, okay, some of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, jump in there. Well, whatever, whatever strikes your fancy, babe. Exactly. Um, well, I liked um, our milestone that we had in Yellowstone Park, just seeing um, it was mm -hmm. one of the earth caches. Again, not something I would answer, but I certainly enjoyed watching, and that was um, um, Old Faithful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just always something growing up, you know, that you always – I've seen pictures of it's always the ooh that would be really cool to go there and finally making it there and actually getting there I think about 10 minutes before it went so right. we didn't have to sit around and wait long so um I really enjoyed that oh, um, and then of course there's the other uh spectrum of memorable mm -hmm. maybe not so much in uh, oh, that was really cool, but I will never forget it because it freaked me out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> and that would be some of the gold country caches where I was white knuckled and doing the no, no, don't go down there, don't go down there. <laughs> and um, I'm Is sure that... you will probably see it a little later on. I did do a little bit of damage on our vehicle just oh, last no. weekend doing one of the gold country cache, um, uh, caches, but oh no. But yeah, ah, those, those are memorable, you know, because I know <laughs> maybe in another year I'll laugh about it. But right now I'm still going, Ooh. Yeah, but, oh, no. Anyway, 
you go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, definitely. I think a lot of the milestone caches, we've always mm -hmm. tried to line up our milestones with something mm -hmm. really interesting and, and, and fun. So Yellowstone, as, as Laura mm -hmm. said, Yellowstone Park, uh, Old Faithful was one of our milestones. I think that was number 7,000. We've done uh, number 6,000 milestone was a cave earth cache in Cuba. Okay. Uh, we've, we've done some earth caches with my relatives in Germany when we were over there. That was fun. Um, probably some of the best memories though, were like, uh, we've done a couple of FTFs on mountaintops. Oh, cool. Um, those are amazing. And like the whole day is just dedicated to getting that one cache right. and being lucky enough to get it as an FTF. And one of them had been sitting there for over a year. Yeah. Oh, wow. By the time we wow. got the FTF on it, which was really awesome. That is cool. So yeah, some serious hiking um oh yeah really makes for like you said it's it's a it's a memorable trip you know i think some people don't really th uh when you're explaining to someone about the you know the the what's so wonderful you know what is you know, like what is so great about geocaching well w and you tell the stories you know and we all have different types but you know the hiking was you know w what a memorable time together to do that you know and i think when we tell people about the positive about geocaching and the positive experiences, I think that really does make a difference. You know, Slinky Mom and I will always talk about, you know, finding this lock system in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's got a it's a port. Tulsa is actually a, a, a seaport because of okay. this canal. There's a canal that runs all the way up there, and we found this canal. We found this not so memorable geocache. It was just a, I think it was a, <laughs> it was like a key mag key magnet under a a bench which but where it brought us was so yeah. cool and that's some of the neat things uh, about geocaching so i yeah. think as well um i enjoy the car trip like just the mm -hmm. getting there and i'll have to i can't remember um the name on the cd but there was another couple when we were heading down to our first block party said oh hey we found this um uh a CD that was in a cache and they had made a compilation compilation a compilation mm -hmm. of a whole bunch of different music or different songs mm -hmm. and um made by a cacher and they said oh it's really quite funny you should listen to it so we decided to listen to this on our drive down to the block party cache well it's highly eclectic <laughs> okay <laughs> it's really out there <laughs> it's never gone back into a cache and I can tell you that we listen to it every single time we go on a road trip. That's and awesome. And we sing along with it all the time. <laughs> so, so they, yeah, they pick I think I think my sister listened to it once with us and was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a but, tradition yeah. now. You've got a tradition. It you is. Sing along to crazy stuff as you go to to, there you uh, go. When you and Slinky fishing. Mama come up here and go on a geocache road trip with us. Oh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to hear that. it. Can I sing with y'all? Is that we can sing along with y'all? Oh, yes. Yeah. Go through. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That's half the fun. Uh, awesome. Yes. Um, so, um, so what? What is? What is next for the Land Monkeys? What are y'all? Uh, do you have plans? Or what are some things you'd like to do in the future? <laughs> we've always we've always got plans. Um, yes, we're yes, coming plans. up on milestone number nine thousand. But Yay! of course, there's going to be more videos, more podcasting. So mm -hmm. we just, I, well, mostly I, but we enjoy those things so much and mm -hmm. just love having adventures. Just going on adventures and then taking everybody with us. So, like I said, mile nine milestone. Number 9,000 is coming up. It'll be the end of the summer. And we have actually had to slow our geocaching down mm -hmm. a little bit um, it's okay. in order to, to line up the milestone. But we are going with a cruise, oh. uh, going with a bunch of other geocachers on a cruise cool. that's been organized by the Land Sharks. Land Sharks. Land Sharks. Land knock, knock. Um, yeah. On an Alaskan geocaching cruise where we're going to visit Alaska and the Yukon. There's a train oh. ride from one of the Alaskan cities into the oh, Yukon, which is get, really exciting. You get the Yukon state. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. the Yukon province. province. You guys are province. Territory, I say. Yukon territory. Oh, is it? It's not a province? Oh, well, we won't get into it's that. It's not story. even a province. It's a territory. Yep. A territory. But they have a separate souvenir for it. Yes, they do. Oh, sweet. Okay, go ahead. 
So we'll get Alaska and we'll get the Yukon. That'll be fun. But we're really excited about that trip because even mm. on the cruise, it's going to go into some of the fjords on the way up the Alaskan coast where you right. can do some mm. earth caches right off the cruise ship. And Neat. Yeah. So we'll, we'll send the link to Land Sharks because yes. they organize cruises, I think, every year or every two years they organize a cruise. Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. is available to anybody who wants to you know, fly to wherever they're organizing it from. And you don't just have to be a Canadian to go. You can. So yeah, land sharks. It'll be in the show notes. Land sharks with a Z dot C A. Yeah, or a Z if you're a Canadian. Yeah, right. A Z. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's always a new adventure for us. Uh, you know, you awesome. follow us at Land Monkey GC or or on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, and yeah, and we'll have some information on the contest I'm going to have coming up very soon. So just follow us on Twitter, and you'll hear all about it. Very cool. Well, I really. Appreciate y'all um, coming on and, and talking about your adventures. It's been exciting. Um, so thank you. You bet. Um, so we're gonna do a little product review, and I had one, but I thought you know when I can, I try to get um, our guests to uh, to come up with uh, uh, if they have a favorite. And so far, we've we've had some really cool ones. And I will the product reviews. By the way, I do cut and paste, and I put them on the I put them in the website. There's a uh, there's a link. Uh, on the website for product reviews. So if you ever miss one, that's okay. Just go to product reviews. You can search through them, and I've got links uh, as long as they're active. You know, uh, I've got them out there. So um, this is uh, the product reviews are sponsored by Cashly. Cashly, uh, foremost iOS geocaching app, can be found at cach.ly. And got to meet Nick down at GeoWoodstock 14 er He had a great uh, little talk he did there, and uh, people are asking him about Android. But, I bet they were. <laughs> uh, but he said everybody was very nice, and they're just wa- a lot of people want uh, to see another uh, app, and so he'd have to do a full rewrite or a write from scratch. And I think though, I see a little glimmer in his eye. I think he does want to do one someday. Um, and now that this one's kind of up and running, you never know. We'll keep an eye open for uh, maybe an Android. Uh, Another Android app, so that'd be kind of cool. I'll be on it if there is one. Oh, it is his. Uh, you know, I talk about Cashly all the time and use it all the time. I just love it. But enough of Cashly. Let's talk about. You've got a couple items you want to mention. Uh, products. So tell us about your products, Jay. <laughs> sure. Well, there's there's a couple of products. If you've ever come come geocaching with us, Land Monkeys, there's a couple of products mm-hmm. that we're kind of known for because they sort of stand out um, mm-hmm. on my my everyday cash carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is, uh, and I believe this was actually, was it a Father's Day or a birthday gift? It was a gift. It was a gift. Anyways, <laughs> uh, from Mrs. Land Monkey. And okay. it is, uh, we'll put it on the on the video here. Yep. Now, Very that, cool. now that's a knife. That's a knife. Uh, <laughs> it is the, um, I'm, I'm not usually one to buy name branded stuff in mm-hmm. the sense of like stuff with some some person's name on it. I'm kind of like you, yeah. It's a really, way. really good product. It's the Bear Grylls. Gerber fixed blade survival knife. Now, right. very important that it is actually the fixed blade unit. Mm-hmm. So it means that uh, the, the steel goes all the way through the tank. Right. Uh, so it is a single piece, which mm-hmm. is a huge important thing if you're if you're a knife aficionado. Yes. Um, but this knife has been extremely useful and is just super awesome, and I love it. Uh, so that's uh, the link I gave you for the show is actually through Cabela's, and mm-hmm. I, I did that for two reasons. First of all, because that was the first site I could find where they actually had the correct knife on the oh, site. Oh yeah, that's important. Um, secondly, because Cabela's is now uh, in Canada, so ah uh, yes, we saw some Cabela's so. in Denver, but you know it is important to have a knife like uh, a, a a really sturdy knife. There are plenty of times when you have to cut some, you know, cut off a zip tie, or you got to cut a piece of cord, or you know, you got to fix that bison tube in the in the the cedar tree, and the cedar tree needs some work. And I know you, uh, there you go. <laughs> get rid of that bison in the cedar tree pretty fast. <laughs> I think they even used it to pry open a cache. Um, oh wow, that's right. The Tri Cities. That's right. And it just was really stuck on there, and yeah. Good thinking. That's awesome. I fixed it. You fixed. <laughs> you fixed it. <laughs> you I fix your cash. It's right, but yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't break um, it. You great. fixed. One it. of the cool things about it as well is in the uh, sheath. I don't. I, the sheath mm-hmm. is on my vest. So I don't have it here to show it at the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, the sheath actually has a pop-out piece of flint on okay. a little handle. Oh, neat. and 
the steel, uh, you can't see it in the video, but uh, the, mm -hmm. if the light catches just the right away, the steel actually has a little bit of a, yeah, I see that. Um, a rough part on it mm -hmm. where you can actually strike the flint on there right. uh, to help make a fire. And it works really well, actually. I have actually used that, and it works oh, super neat. well. You have? I have. Okay. Aren't awesome. I amazing? You are. <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Outdoorsy here. But yeah, it's a great knife. Love it. I would suggest if you need a knife that it's worth the, the investment okay. to to buy that one and to look Very at that one. So that's awesome. That's number one on my okay. list. Very good. And then you have a vest that you really like. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> can you reach it? I can't quite reach it. All right. So again, like I said, anybody who's come out geocaching with us, they've probably seen the vest. Uh, yes. There we go. So there, there's the vest. It has a whole whack of pockets, different sizes. It's uh, it's by Ogio. It's called the Flight Vest MX. It is okay. either a uh, snowmobile or motocross vest is actually what it's designed for. Okay. Uh, but it's also a hydration vest. So it does have a hydration pack in the back and the tube. Uh, so the hydration pack goes in the back here and uh, the tube comes out and uh, there you go. There's my tracking number. Oh, yes. Anybody may watching you uh, need a tracking number there. Very good. There you go. But it's just, it's one of the things I love about it is it's super well balanced. Mm -hmm. um, that's not easy to, that, that that's a big thing, which you don't always get with a vest. No. So, you know, I've got, uh, when we go caching, I've got hydration in there. I've got a first aid kit. I've got a whole bunch of caching tools. Uh, the sheath attack for this guy attaches to the outside of the vest, so that hangs right at a handy location there. Mm. And yeah, uh, the food. Um, usually, there'll they'll come a point where I'll say to Mrs. Lyman, "Can you can you take a day pack?" Because while we could load up more in the vest, it starts to get heavy after a sure. while, <laughs> just because it loads so well that you'll tend to load it up a lot, and then you're right. like, okay, you need to take a little bit of this weight. <laughs> so you don't actually take a separate. That's your geocaching bag. Yeah, but not not all that. That's your, like, <clears throat> pardon me. That's your like full on. We're going hiking geocaching bag. You do you keep uh, sort of a like you're talking about a day pack. Do you keep a smaller uh, geocaching bag? Like if you're just going, not up in the mountains, but you're going somewhere like local. You're not going to drag that along, but you're going to take some. No, smaller. like if I'm doing some urban caching, I've got a little um, a little shoulder. Okay. bag that uh, that I, I grab and I, I'll use that. Uh, you've got one as well that but we used to But you do use. wear that sometimes sure. more than often, even on, we just don't pack it with sure. as much stuff. So yeah. then it's not as heavy. Yeah. Okay. One, of the, one of the other advantages is it looks very official, especially now with that patch on the back with the number on it. Mm -hmm. So um, if I do wear it somewhere semi-urban or uh, rural <laughs> uh, and people are walking by, they tend to just sort of leave you alone because they figure you're police or something. So Right. <laughs> Looks like you're supposed to be there. That guy, that guy's, <laughs> that guy's doing something important. Let's move on. <laughs> That's right. So That's it's awesome. a, you know, a little bit of a uh, cashier camo there as well. Okay, great. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Ogio, O-G-I-O, and it's in the show notes, uh, ogio.com. It's the flight vest. That is awesome. So, well, Thank you. wonderful. Um, so let me uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up soon. Um, next week we have a special show. Um, they're all special, but this is a little unique, I guess it's a unique show. Um, it's the geocache talk women's show. I've got, uh, Amy Smith, um, from geo snippets. Uh, no Andy, he's not allowed. I have Jesse shorty knits <laughs> is going to be on the show. No Scott Burks. No, you cannot be on this show. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to kick those guys out at some point. Uh, and I have Sandy on the show. No, no Sunny can be on the show either. It's a women's show. so That's going to be a really interesting show. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I'll see how much trouble I get from the, from the men. But the, the women, uh, I'm sure they can handle their men so they can get them out of there. So, and then uh, two weeks away, I have a very, uh, another very unique show. I'm going to have on Rock Chalk, which, as you know, Chris Ronan. He is going, I don't know if you knew this or not, he is going out to do the actual last Project Ape Cache in Brazil. Nice. I don't know if you heard about that, but he's going to do that. So we're going to talk about that on the show. And then in three weeks, um, I'm going to have on Johnny Pugach. Um, I think he's eight years old. And then if Dana wants to join in too, I guess he, we can allow him to be on the show too, <laughs> I guess. But it's Johnny. I'm going to have Johnny on the show. 
And nice. so that'll be fun. So, so it'll be the hot chocolate show. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just like the hot, yeah, the hot chocolate show. That was awesome. Uh, and so, well, that's going to, that's going to do it. Um, I'd like to thank Mrs. Land Monkey and Mr. Land Monkey for being on the show. Uh, thank you. So glad y'all were able to be on. Um, and so, um, hope everybody enjoyed the show. And if you did, email me at geocache talk uh, at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk uh, and Facebook um, at uh, facebook.com slash geocache talk. The show can be found on iTunes and Stitcher as well as the geocache talk website. Tell your friends about the show, ask them to subscribe, and they too can hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching, go geocaching. Good night, everyone. Night. Thanks for the cash.